When it comes to getting trusted sports gaming strategies and info, you can ask your dumb friend Kevin. Duh! Or you can just listen to us. We recommend us. And we won't ask to borrow your car either. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Live from Las Vegas, it's Cover It with Teddy Covers. Hey, welcome to Cover It with Teddy Covers here on SiriusXM, Channel 204, The Sports Grid, a radio network. Over the course of today's show, I'm going to do a deep dive into college football with one of the best out there in college football. I mean, really, Kenny White is a guy who literally, his dad started the service that makes the lines for all the books in the, <laughs> in the world, essentially. Uh, Kenny's been doing this since he was a child. And he's almost my age now. He's in his 50s, I think, or certainly his late 40s. Uh, I'm not going to ask him, but we'll find out. But the bottom line is Kenny's no spring chicken anymore. And he's a guy who, when it comes to college football, he knows it as well as anyone. I haven't had it on since we did a college football preview over the summer. So I'm interested uh, in talking about what his biggest surprise teams are, positive and negative, talking about his handicapping methodology down the stretch as opposed to September and October. Uh, we'll talk about some of the quarterback changes. Uh, we'll talk about maybe even a little bit of college hoops if we get the chance. But I do expect plenty of good information over the course uh, of today's show with uh, Kenny White at KYDVegas uh, on Twitter. But before we get into Kenny, I got to tell you guys a story because I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'm a guy who, you know, again, I'm in my 50s now. All right. I'm not a spring chicken. I'm not a freshman. <laughs> all right. So. Normally, when I go out to have some fun with my friends, I look, I might have a drink, you know, I might have a smoke, I might have something, but I'm not going to put myself in an incapacitated state. Well, I had an interesting occurrence earlier this week. Uh, what was it? Tuesday night uh, of this week. So I have friends in town for the World Series of Poker, and normally the World Series of Poker is uh, in the middle of the summer, and I get to play some of the events when I've got time to breathe. Obviously, with this being the single busiest time of the year for any sports better. Uh, I mean, make no mistake about it. It's insane <laughs> right now when you're talking about NBA, NHL, college hoops, college football, NFL, Canadian football, all midseason, soccer, tennis, golf, USC, boxing, whatever else you want to do on the side. This time of year has more sports going than any other. <laughs> so I don't do a whole lot <laughs> at this time of year. I stay home and work. October, November, that's how it is. But because it's one of these years where I haven't seen anybody. You know, I didn't see anybody last year. There was no World Series of Poker last year. I didn't see anybody this summer. You know, people didn't come out to Vegas the way they were. So I got buddies in town. And they're coming in to play in the World Series of Poker. So I'm like, yeah, I got to go out and meet them. Oh, you could eat sushi. Sure, sounds great. So we chow down. And again, I'm not a drinker. And I had two beers. You know, two pints. It wasn't like, you know, the little minis. I had, you know, two proper beers. And then I ate a whole bunch of sushi. And then we went over to the Rio. These guys wanted to side up and all that. And we're sitting there, we're at the bar, chatting, having a good time. And in a matter of, oh, I don't know, 30 seconds, I went from being absolutely fine to being ready to puke my guts out. <laughs> now, when you're with your buddies in a public place, like we were, again, we're at the Rio, at the bar at the Rio, with all my buddies in town, out of town, there's a bunch of guys in uh, for the World Series of Poker, there's guys from my website. It's the kind of situation where if you have to puke, you better make it to the bathroom. And you better do it quietly and discreetly. Well, whatever. And I, I really don't know what it was. I don't know if it was bad sushi. I don't know if it was the beer and the sushi combined. 
I had a cup of coffee at the bar. Maybe it was the caffeine with the beer, with the all-you-can-eat sushi. But literally, I went from fine, hanging out with my buddies, giving them, you know, talk, talking trash with them. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, I got to sit down. And maybe in a span of about 30 seconds to a minute at the most, I went from being, hey, la, la, to being one of those drunk guys you see at the bar with their head in their hands that's ready to puke. And my buddy's like, you want to go to the bathroom? I'm like, I'm not going to make it. You better get me a bucket. <laughs> you know, easy to laugh about now. But when you're sitting there, you know, you're barely hanging out of the bar stool. And you're like, somebody give me a bucket. The line from the old Monty Python movie. Well, he didn't find a bucket. What he found was a plastic cup. All right. I fill it up. Flat out. Filled up. But give me another one. <laughs> Luckily, all right, as I'm puking. I'm not puking everywhere and spewing. I got it all in the cup. I'm like, buddy, give me another one. He grabs me another one. Four cups later, okay, I'm still sitting at the bar. I haven't had the projectile vomit all over everything. Some of my buddies haven't even noticed I'm puking yet because I'm all quiet. See, they're going, and filling up the cup, <laughs> having a breath. Give me another cup. <laughs> filling up another one. And I finished four cups. And I'm like, you know, just sweat pouring off you. You know what it's like when you have to puke. It's the worst. All right. No joy in Mudville. Finish four cups. And then you're doing that spitting thing. You know, there's no face in the puke. There's no face plant. All of a sudden, I'm like, I think I feel better. <laughs> I go to my buddy. I'm like, we got to get out of here. So I got four cubes, four cups of puke sitting right in front of me. I'm like, where's the garbage? <laughs> you know, And... There's no security there. I've been puking probably for at least five minutes. And they're just letting me puke quietly, discreetly, into these cups. So I'm like, buddy, we got to get, get out of here. So I grab the four cups of puke, and I walk them over to the trash. One, two, boom, back around, two more, bang. Throw them in the trash. I'm like, uh, let me find something. I grab a 20 out of my wallet. I slap it on the bar of the poor bartender. You know, he didn't bust me. He didn't kick me out nothing. I got to make sure I get take care of him. And, uh... I can say, let's go. And we walk out. And that was that. So, uh, yeah, I had a little hangover the next morning. I puked on Wednesday morning, too. I think it might have been the sushi. I don't know. I don't know if it was the beer. But the bottom line is, I puked in front of all my buddies all night on Tuesday. And I'm still here to talk about the show today. Kenny White, when we come back, coverage continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back. Cover it with Teddy Covers here on SiriusXM at Channel 204. And I'm always excited when we have our next guest on the show. The key to today's show is getting info from one of the best brains when it comes to college football. Kenny White will join me on the show right now at KWhiteyVegas on Twitter. Kenny, welcome to the program, my friend. 
Hey, Teddy. Good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, and this is a fun time of year right now with everything going on. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that in just a minute. First, I want to ask you, Kenny. I just, in the intro, told a story about how I puked in public on Tuesday night uh, all over the rear. Although, I got it all in the cup, man. I did not leave a mess for anybody else to clean. Um, do you have a public puke story you'd like to share? <laughs> oh, thanks a lot. Uh, no, I really, I really don't. It's not one, not one of my fun things to do. But boy, oh boy, I can't believe you were filling cups at the bar. If I'm sick, I'm out of there. I'm getting home. That's that's for sure. But thank, knock on wood, it's been a long time since I had any type of. Uh, uh, stomach problems or vomiting problems. But again, I, as I told you before the show, anybody that gets sick, they feel like their stomach is giving them problems and they may be getting sick, take charcoal tablets. I travel everywhere with them just to make sure. When I'm out on the road, when I leave, leave home, I have them in the bathroom uh, here at home just in case. So charcoal tablets. Well, so, so I would have loved to have made it to the bathroom, but like I, I literally... I absolutely disintegrated in, the, in about of a minute where I'm feeling fine and then all of a sudden, you know how that sweat starts pouring off and then your knees get a little shaky and then I'm sitting down and then all of a sudden your head's down and then all of a sudden you're puking. And that transition lasted about maybe less than a minute. So it was like, I'm not feeling well. Oh, I'm really not feeling well. Oh, this is over. <laughs> Somebody give me Yeah, I hate, I, I know what you're talking about. That It does escalate quick, quickly. That's for sure. So let's yeah, not talk about puking anymore. Please, yeah, let's, let's talk about let's college move, football. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, let's go. And let me start with this, the most basic question of all, Kenny. Last time I had John was the beginning of the season. Here we are, and we're the last weekend of October, with a stretch run right ahead of us. How's college football going for you? Good season? Bad season? Okay season? Uh, tell me about your year. Um, right now, I'm going to say it's just been an okay season because the last four weeks have been treacherous uh if that's the right word um it was a great start the start of the season was just amazing and doing so many radio shows around the country i mean i had people like bowing down talking about the greatest handicapper of all time and you know i you know how this business works and i know it's a roller coaster ride and i just knew when that that weekend that one week came that everybody was <laughs> bowing down i said this is no good and the next week you know and i'm a shotgun player i play a lot of plays i think the next week i was 5 and 15 but oh. the 15 the 15 losses 11 of them were by one score. And then the following weekend, I think it was an 8 and 12 or 8 and 14 weekend. And out of the 14 losses, 10 of them were by one score. Uh, last week was a uh, 9 and 11 week. Out of the 11 losses, 8 of them were by one score. They all teased out. You know, so you got 19 plays, or I had 21 plays. I think 18 of the 21 teased out. Um, so, you know, very just, just, you know, unfortunate, just, you know, the bounce of the football one way or another, it's a funny-shaped ball, and it does that, and um, that happens. These type of runs happen. But the one thing I've told people forever, if you're losing close, you know you're on the right side, you're doing the homework. When you're getting blown out, you better shake your head and figure out what you're doing and change everything up because you are completely off and you need to, you know, you need to start over. Sure, there's a good, you know, the, you're going to have to win more. Your fair share of what I like to call coin flip games, you know, games that are going to be Correct. within a touchdown, uh, single score games to the point spread. Uh, if you're not winning your fair share of those, you're not going to have a good season. But the ones you want to avoid are the ones where you're losing to the spread by five touchdowns. <laughs> if you have too many of those, uh, it's going to be 
not just a mediocre season. It's going to be an ugly one. But I will say this, Kenny. I mean, some of the bet on and bet against you were talking about for the summer. I remember from week one going down your list. You're like, bang, you're bet on team. Win and cover, win and cover, win and cover. Spot on in terms of your off-season research and your early-season opinions. Nonetheless, you're going to have surprises. Yeah, well, you know, we're readjusting every single week, you know, readjusting the teams and, and everybody. And you're right. A lot of my, I'm, I'm very, I'm going to have a really good year on my under and over bets, that's for sure. They, they, a lot of those have come through already, and uh, that's that's been very strong for me. And I'm waiting, hopefully, to cast some uh, some future bets. One of the bigger ones I have is San Diego State at 15-1 to 1 to, to win the Mountain West Conference. So I've uh, got a couple of those still live. Which is an excellent number for a team like San Diego State. They're not supposed to be 15-1. to 1. They're not supposed to be able to find that number to win the Mountain West. And that, of course, uh, talks about the, goes to the benefits uh, of being able to shop for the best number, which is one advantage that we do have here uh, in Las Vegas. Of course, Kenny, a longtime Vegas resident, uh, as am I. But, Kenny, uh, I wanted to talk about some of the surprise teams for you. Because, again, for someone that does as much off-season work as you do, where basically you spend all summer breaking down college football, um, the surprise teams are going to be real surprises for you. Talk about a couple of positive surprise teams, uh, teams that are much better than you thought they were going to be, and maybe try to explain why they were better or why they're doing better, or if they're going to be better uh, moving forward, or if their time is coming gone. Yeah, well, I, I think injuries and uh, um, being healthy and good coaching, um, I, I, I don't know if I read your question wrong or how I was thinking about it when I read it, but I, get, I made a list of the teams that have uh, uh, overachieved to my number and sure. by how much and, and the power ratings. Georgia is number one by far. Um, I've upgraded their power rating 15 points wow. from the beginning of the season until now. Yeah, 15 points. Um, I kind of felt at the beginning of the year I had them underrated just a little bit. Um, had a big play on Clemson in the first week of the, of the year, laying three, and uh Georgia wins the game. Their defense was impressive. I raised the rating quickly, but, you know, then I was more impressed. That Alabama-Birmingham team I like that they ran out, and, you know, they've been just good. So the, uh, Georgia's been upgraded 15 points. I don't want to make that mistake on Kirby Smart again. It looks like, you know, this guy really knows how to coach college football, and he really knows how to recruit. Uh, the other one's Michigan, and I think maybe Michigan has probably surprised a lot of people. Uh, they've had a great year. We'll find out how good they are this weekend. Um, I've, I've upgraded Michigan 12 points. I don't think they've really played anybody yet on their schedule. Maybe the Wisconsin game. That's probably their best opponent at Wisconsin. That was a really good win. Um, but, yeah, Har- Harbaugh has had a really good year. He's, uh, I just heard so much talk about his recruiting hasn't been as good since he's been there because he hasn't been able to recruit the state of Ohio like other Michigan coaches had been able to. And I kind of went back and looked at that and said, yeah, they're right. He he's not he has not recruited as well and his recruiting ratings were lower so, but he's going to done a good job coaching. East Carolina is a team that uh, increased eleven points in my power rating from the beginning of the year till right now, and again good coaching. This Mike Houston's in his third year. He was a James Madison head coach, uh, and he did an amazing job at James Madison. This guy knows how to coach football, uh, any kind of football doesn't matter. He's a fundamental coach, blocking and tackling. So can't make a mistake on him again. Kentucky went up 11 points, and Wake Forest 11 points from the beginning of the year. So, and I love having you on because you're going to bring a team like East Carolina into this equation, which I appreciate so much because I would say, what, do you think half our listening audience knows the nickname for East Carolina? Under half, over half? 
They're gonna it's, know a good, it's a good uh, Halloween costume. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But one of these teams that you're not going to see on TV every week, you're not going to read anything about in the national press. Even Wake Forest is getting some national press right now because they're still uh, undefeated. But a team like East Carolina, you won't hear a word about. And yet, you still might be able to make some money. It's interesting to me when we talk about the teams this year in college football with one point spread loss or less. Michigan's on that list. So Sparty. Sparty hasn't lost. You know, they pushed a couple times. They haven't lost. Kentucky, Pitt, San Antonio, and Syracuse, of all teams. The other teams on that list. The Orange. I think the only name they didn't cover came against Rutgers early on. More with Kenny coming up. Coverage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back. Cover it with Teddy Covers here on SiriusXM Channel 204. Extended time today with Kenny White at K Whitey Vegas. And of course, Kenny is someone who was literally born into this industry. His dad uh, formed the very first, he's the beginning of Las Vegas sports consultants. Uh, so Kenny's been involved in the odds making process basically since he was a child. And Kenny, I don't want to ask you, I know I'm on the wrong side of 50 now. I think you're close to my age, but I don't know <laughs> for sure. Uh, but, you know, you look good. You look better than I do for your age, whatever it is. But, you know, obviously this is something you've been doing your whole life. How's the energy holding up? Very good. Very good. Still, uh, you know, I always, you got to take care of yourself. So I've always been one that uh, eat well, um, try to get plenty of rest. I haven't done that lately. But, uh, yeah, I, I feel really good. I'm still strong and uh Love, you know, just love what I do. So that 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 makes things a lot easier. When you love what you do, it's it makes that everything much more enjoyable. It does. I'll tell you what. You know, there are days at this time. There are times at this time of year where you're just gassed, and we'll talk about that a little bit later if we have time. Uh, but you know, this is the busiest time of any sports betters calendar. You know, late October into November, where you have NBA and NHL and college hoops and college football and NFL and Canadian football and soccer and tennis and golf and UFC and boxing and everything else that you want to do. You know, this is the busiest time of the year. So staying sane and staying focused at this time uh, is often a challenge. We were talking about surprise teams. We were talking about some of the best, the, uh, the biggest surprise teams positive before the break. Let's talk about some of the negative surprise teams for you. Teams that you were high on coming into the season that you've had to downgrade their power rating significantly. And when you look again at point spread rankings, these are the teams so far in college football with one point spread cover or less. TCU, Wyoming, Southern Miss, Kansas, Washington, Indiana, New Mexico, Missouri Ofer, and Clemson Ofer. So we have a pair of Ofer this seasons and a bunch of bad point spread teams. Do any of those teams make your most disappointing list or are you looking in a different direction? 
Now three of those teams made my most disappointing list. So now it doesn't make me feel as bad because they've disappointed everyone by the ATS numbers. Clemson, Clemson number one by far. Um, I have lowered their rating 20.5, 20 and a half points. They've dropped wow. from the beginning of the year till now. Uh, and, and a lot of this is due to injuries. Guys, they're out. Uh, Lynn, Lynn J. Dixon, their starting running back, left at the beginning of the year before the year started because he got beat out by Will Shipley, the freshman stud. But Shipley got hurt. They were down to third-string running back. Uh, Brendan Spector, one of their better wide receivers, has been out. Their tight end, Galloway, out. Trotter on the offensive line. Putnam on the offensive line. Defensively, five starters on defense. Um, they've lost this year, and they, these are all NFL players. I've got a great defense because they just reloaded, but the offense was very inexperienced, and by losing two guys on the offensive line, your tight end, two wide receivers, because uh, Ross wasn't ready, um, and, and two running backs that just destroyed this offense, no continuity, and uh, they've, been, they've been a bad year. North Carolina's not on that list. But they've disappointed me in a big way. Sam Howe's disappointed me. Mac, Mac Brown's disappointed me. 13 and a half points. Uh, they're below the rating I gave them at the beginning of the year. You know, they, they haven't been able to come up with any big wins. They've come up with big losses, but no big wins. I guess their final chance here for me is I don't even have them this week. I'm, I'm betting against them. I'm, I'm on Notre Dame and think it's a bad spot for Notre Dame, though, coming off the USC game and laying points to a good team. But... So I'm not real comfortable with that. I didn't bet it, but I made Notre Dame six. I think they're three and a half. The other bad teams you mentioned, uh, Washington. That I'm coach. I'm I'm really chalking that up to a bad coaching job. Jimmy Lake, I don't believe is a head coach. I believe he's a defensive coordinator. Um, I will be against Washington the rest of the way this year and next year. Southern Miss, yeah, they've fallen apart. This is a bad football team, and I think it's uh, you know more or less no continuity because of a new coach. Uh, trying trying to turn this team around. There's just no talent there. And you can really see that. So what they do have is inexperienced. Um, Will Hall, you know, question marks on him. We'll see if, if, if he's going to be able to do the job or not. And the last one's Miami of Florida. Uh, nine points they've dropped on the power ratings. So not too bad. The fifth, My fifth biggest uh, team that's dropped is nine points out of 130 teams, and that's because they lost their starting quarterback who was worth five points, uh, or they'd only be four points off. So I, I guess I don't feel too bad about these teams, but Clemson, North Carolina, and Washington are big disappointments. Sure. And, uh, of course, you know, when you bring up uh, Southern Miss, you know, you talk about the court, and, and for many of these schools, there have been quarterbacking issues. And Southern Myth may be on the top of that list. They were down to a fourth-string frosh walk-on uh, when I bet against them uh, last time out. And uh, the, certainly the Golden Eagles, you know, at a lesser program, at your mid-major program, you start getting the third string, the fourth string, the former walk-on uh, at the QB position, things can certainly get ugly, as they have for Brett Favre's uh, alma mater. I want to talk about the fact that here we are, it is, and again, it's the last weekend of October. I'm going to call it November because there's five college football weekends in October. And this is basically, well, we're getting into the last third of the season, uh, of the regular season right here. Does your handicapping methodology change down the stretch? Is November college football different for you than September or October? And if so, what are the type of approaches uh, our listeners might want to try to shift to as the calendar shifts uh, into the later stages of the season. 
Yeah, their motivation's so big, and you know, for for the every every week of the year, but it's that much more important when we shift to later in the season in November because we need to know who's motivated and who's not. Uh, you know, I've always followed the trend when a team that has national championship hopes loses a game. Uh, they fall flat on their face the next week because they kind of feel like they blew their hopes of that national championship. And uh, that those circumstances are still there. Uh, we'll see what happens to, uh, you know, teams this weekend that lost last week. Uh, the, the other thing is, is knowing the conference standings. You've got to really pay attention to who has a chance to win their side of the conference or just finish first or second in that conference to play in the in the conference championship game. That's really big. So, uh, I, And also you got to look at first-year coaches like Will Hall at Southern Mississippi. Now, he doesn't have the talent to maybe turn this around, but I never give up on first-year head coaches. I, I give up on guys that have been there at a school uh, more than five years if they're having a losing season. Uh, things you know start to just continue to go south on them, and it's hard hard for them to turn it around. Um, then again, there's also big time schools that were very successful that may have a new coach uh, that I'll bring up later. That uh, you know that those those those, those players can't rebound because they're used to being successful, and now they're not, and it's hard to get that winning attitude back. Sure, and the bubble burst stuff. You know, you talked about the betting against the team. Uh, who had a chance or thought they had a chance and they suffered that loss and now they don't. That doesn't work as well earlier in the season when there are more games still to get yourself back into stuff. But when a team in November suffers that loss and now, guess what? Your goals are just not going to be accomplished this year. That was the loss. Yeah, those tend to be bet against teams. And of course, when you're talking about season-long statistical profiles, which is how these point spreads and these openers are set, you can sometimes find some real value going against teams that are, were good but have now had their bubble burst. Just a few minutes here before the break, Kenny, I want to ask you, the college football betting markets overreact at this time of the year or underreact? Because I feel like they often overreact to any individual game in September and oftentimes early in October, but... When a team suddenly goes south in November, the markets are looking at the full season. I think they underreact many times at this time of year. Agree or disagree? Yeah, I, I agree with both. I, I think there you see both aspects, Teddy, that you see overreactions to some teams, and you do see underreactions to, to others. So I, I think it still goes both ways, and I, I think that happens from the start of the year to the end of the year. Yeah, though I, I find like, like, once you get into this, like, the, the stretch run here in November, these power ratings, the full season power ratings, even if a team falls apart, let's just, um, let, let me give a hypothetical. Let's say Michigan steals a win against Michigan State and sneaks one out uh, on Saturday, uh, and now the Spartans suffer their first loss. And they're not going to play for the Big Ten title and whatever, whatever. And Michigan State maybe not be the best example because they, the, the best example is a team that suffered their second loss and is now really out of it. Let's say Alabama gets beat. Uh, all right, they suffered their second loss and now they're not even playing for the SEC title anymore. Those teams, in my mind, are your prime bet againsts because the Crimson Tide are still going to be laying big points to everybody, but. 
that internal motivation isn't there. Agree or disagree, Ken, real quick. Oh, 100% agree. That's what I was talking about. Motivation this time of year is the biggest key. And for Alabama, if they do lose a game here, uh, that that's going to be big trouble for them because they, they will not be able to recover. This team is this team is poised to play for a national championship. And uh, two losses, they know there is no shot they're getting in. If they don't play for the SEC title, they're not getting in, and they know it. They can't, they can't lose. So if they do, they're a fade the rest of the season. And we've got so much more here with Kenny White. I'm going to talk to him about quarterback changes, team by team. We're going to talk about national rankings. Uh, and, of course, we're not going to let Kenny get off the show without giving us at least an opinion for today's college football slate. So be sure to stay tuned. Cover it continues right here on SiriusXM Channel 204, The Sports Grid, a radio network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. on the grid all day even when you're not tuned in by following us on Twitter. Follow us at SportsGrid and at SportsGrid TV because there's nothing like being informed with all the odds, analysis, and best bets all day long. You can follow me on Twitter at Teddy underscore covers. You can follow our guest today Kenny White on Twitter at Vegas. And if you're not on Twitter, well, I don't know what to tell you then. You won't be following any of us. It's time to get a Twitter account. Long past time. Because I'll tell you what, when it comes to finding good info, Twitter's good in that regard. You get the beat writers, when you start getting the beat writers on your Twitter feed, and you're getting the info oftentimes before the betting markets get it, when a story comes out, um, that can be valuable. And Twitter, you know, I'm not going to use Facebook to handicap. All right, I'm not using Instagram to handicap. But Twitter can be valuable. Agree or disagree, Kenny? No, I agree. Yeah, there's a lot of good information on, on Twitter. So, yeah, 100% agree. I have uh, was never really into social media until this year and uh, been more on it than I ever have been and um, have learned quite a bit and tried to uh, share back as much knowledge as I can as well. Sure. Kenny puts out good stuff again. He's a good follow on Twitter at Whitey, uh, Vegas. So we're at the stage of the season where – for a lot of teams, feel like the quarterbacks are interchangeable. All right, one guy started a couple games, another guy started a couple games. One guy's healthier, and he's going to get the start this week. How do you deal with quarterback changes in college football when there's not necessarily that much difference between the starter and the backup, but maybe the team's got chemistry with one guy and not the same with the other. Maybe the one guy's gotten more reps with the first stringers and not with the other. How do you deal with college football quarterback injuries? Yeah, you know, I, for years, Teddy, I used to think when, you know, people used to say you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterback. And I, I, I kept saying, well, that's not true. Both, both, I got both guys rated <laughs> six points above average, and, and, and that's, that's, that's good to go. It's, you know, there's no drop-off for that. But 
I, I think the problem is, and, and maybe that statement is so true, only because it doesn't mean they're bad quarterbacks. It just means they're not getting enough time with the first string, game in and game out, and getting that continuity and keeping it. Uh, that's the problem. If you're not getting enough reps, uh, these guys need to play all the time. I mean, you look at Tom Brady and the games that he plays in the NFL, and they're up 30 points. He's not coming out because he wants to continue to keep getting those reps, and that's what's so important is as many as you can get. So if you have two quarterbacks, neither guy is getting enough uh, attention that they really need to get. So do you tend to bet against those type of teams, or is it one of those uh, you're just going to do what your numbers tell you to do? Well, I'm so quantitative on everything I do, and in that aspect, I I may just drop the team's power rating, you know, two and a half points, and go from there. And if if I still have a, an overlay to bet that team, I will. I just meant it's a smaller bet for me then, or if that two and a half points swings me into making a bet against them, you know, I I just have to rely on the numbers and trust trust what the numbers say. Strong info as always from Kenny White. Kenny, I want to ask you about national rankings because. Of all the things I look at in college football or college hoops, rankings, I mean, I never click on that page. I never click on the link. I don't even know half the time what these teams are, quote-unquote, ranked by the, quote-unquote, coaches, which means the lowest administrative assistant on the coaching staff. You know, the lowest, usually it's an intern, the guy who's not paid. Uh, or the writers who spend their days watching their team and not the other teams. So I pay no attention to the national rankings. Um, and yet every once in a while you look up and you're like, really? Iowa's the number two team in the country? When obviously we all know that Iowa's not the number two team in the country. Really? Cincinnati's the number two team in the country this week? No, they're not. Can you make money uh, betting on or against these ranked teams? Is there something to do with ranked teams? Or is it just one of those things that flies over, uh, you know, is off your radar, you don't even pay attention to it? Uh, a couple of things I look at is, is I try not to bet against top five teams. Uh, because those top five teams have that motivation that they're in the top five, and they know that running up scores, even though everyone says that as it's not in the in the mathematical model that uh, registers. But I, I don't think that's true. I, obviously, winning and winning big and being impressive obviously swings the voters, and and every other poll seems to look like those voter polls. So, um, and this is my dad said it 30 years ago that. Top five teams cover 60% of the time, and I believe that's true over the last 40 years that the top five teams cover more often than they don't. The other angle I do like to um, bet against is when a team makes their first appearance in the top 25. Uh, sometimes it's a, a letdown factor that we work so hard to get here. We're here. We take a deep breath. Uh-oh, too soon. You're feeling too good about themselves, and then all of a sudden you lose the next week. So that that's always uh, um, been, a, been a good angle that I follow. But that's the only one, you know angles I follow with those polls because you, you mentioned it. Those are popularity polls. They're by record. They're not by strength of team. So if you play four or five weak teams to start the season and you're 5-0, and oh, does that mean you deserve to be ranked? No, because you played nobody. Um, you could be one of the top, bottom, you know, bottom 30 teams in the country, but if you play number 130, 29, 28, 27, and 26 and beat all five, it doesn't mean a thing. I mean, you can't, there's 90, the 99 other teams still better than you. Sure. Do you remember when South Florida was ranked number one that one year? You know, that, that, that happens in October. Uh, only in October when teams have only played a relatively small portion uh, of their schedule. Uh, and you talked about 
the necessity to win by margin for those top five teams. And in my power ratings, and I don't think in anyone's power ratings, since he's not a top five team, but coming off a game last week in which they didn't blow out Navy, this week, yeah, since he's one of those top five teams, I'm not going to step in front of him this week. What about you? No, I'm not either because Tulane's just outright. Tulane's well coached, too, but their quarterback's hurt. That's going to be a problem, and he may not even play this week. That scares me. Um, but I, I, I thought Tulane could be a troublemaker for some teams because, as I said, Willie Fritz is a really good football coach, and he has improved this Tulane uh, team. But they have played a monster schedule, and they have not gotten any breaks so far this year. But they're, now their quarterback being injured, uh, that, that keeps me off this football game. And of course, since he, there's a there's a rationale for the Bearcats off the non-covering win and not as impressive as it's supposed to be win against Navy last week to perhaps punch in a late score or two or three against Tulane this week if they have the chance. You talked about betting against those top 25 teams. Well, Purdue was on that list last week as a new entry in the top 25, and they did not fare well. Wisconsin slapped them around a pretty good. Um... I'm trying to decide where I want to go here. I feel like I, I tease college hoops, but I don't know if we like. I, I, it's there's some. Let me start with this. All right, this time of the year, where I know you're working college hoops hard right now, because that's what you do, and you're ready for day one in college hoops, along with all the other sports. Do you have any tips for our listeners about handling the single busiest stretch of the entire year? How do you stay sane? Yeah, I, I, I don't know how I do. Right now, I'm not getting any sleep. I'm sleep-deprived because I'm, I'm not sleeping a lot. I'm, I'm having trouble sleeping. I've never had that. This is the first time in my life. But you're right about me being ready for college basketball. I am going to be – this will be the one year I am super ready because what I saw last year um, with the super seniors staying, with the uh, transfer portal – the transfer portal means such a big deal now, and you have to know where players are at. So I, I'm going to be rocking and ready from the first day when college football goes on the boards or college basketball goes on the boards because it's going to be very, very profitable. It's always it's my best sport, and November is always my best month profitability because of that. And I can I can withstand the entire year just just by November by winning in November. So. Um, I'm ready for it, getting ready for it. I'm not there yet, obviously, but uh, definitely trying to manage my time on everything I do. I'm handicapping NBA, NHL, NFL, college football, and now college basketball, those five sports, and just trying to you know make sure I manage and have enough time for each one. Yeah, because no, no, November, without a doubt. For me, it's my toughest month of the year. You know, I don't. You know, you don't see a whole lot of daylight in uh, in November. It's just you finish one sport, and move on to the next. You finish one, and move on to the next. And you say, "Yeah, baseball season is just around the corner." I got just a few minutes left here uh, with Kenny White and Kenny. I'm going to ask you for a free play on Saturday night, and I'm going to ask you to promote yourself. Um, but before I do that, I want one college football team I can bet on every week down the stretch. And one college football team I can bet against every week down the stretch. Give me those two teams. Yeah, I'm going to give you um, Memphis uh, in college football. That I think this team is a very good football team. And they've, they've had a tough year. Um, but I believe the coach is doing a good job. And, uh, you know, they've had some problems at quarterback, though. So that, that, might be a, that might not be the best team to look at right now because Grant Gunnell never played this year. 
Um, let's let's cross off Memphis and let's let's go. I, I didn't want to. This is my one team that I wanted to give you, but I don't like the game they played this week. But maybe Perfect. if they get over the hump this week, they they can run the table, and that's that's BYU. I think BYU is solid. They just they just pop back into the top twenty five again. Um, they they are they are very solid. They've been unlucky this year in a lot of spots because of turnovers. But this is a solid team on both sides. They play their old coach this week, but I don't know how motivated BYU is because none of these players played against Bronco played for Bronco Mendenhall. Bronco Mendenhall and his staff they know everything about BYU, the ins and outs, and why you know why it's so difficult to play there. So they're going to make every adjustment they can to you know so they're well prepared for this game, and it's it's going to be a great game. But BYU is a team. UTEP's another team that I like. I think it's a great coaching job that has been done there. And they, they're going to play well, and they're playing great and play them down the stretch. Dana Dimmel's the head coach there, and he's great. The one uh, bet against, I kind of teased this early, so i got to give it, Boise State. Boise State's never been in this situation where they're at right now. No shot to no. win the Mountain West, and this team is going to give up on this head coach, I think. And uh, Boise State's a team to fade week in and week out. Washington's the other one because Jimmy Lake, I don't know if Jimmy Lake knows how to be a head coach. Yeah, I'm, I'm annoyed with myself for not making I saw Washington early. I saw them in the Michigan game. I'm like, this team can't compete. And unfortunately, I feel like I've left that opportunity on the table. Uh, there's been money to be made betting against the Washington Huskies. All right, Kenny, we got 90 seconds left. I want a free play for tonight, and I want you to promote yourself. So go to town, my friend. Yeah, I appreciate it, Teddy. Uh, the free play that I'm going to give you tonight is a total Arizona is down to their third-string quarterback, uh, redshirt freshman Will Plummer. They have yet to score more than 19 points in any game. And since their two top quarterbacks have been injured and out for the year, the last three weeks, they've scored a combined 32 total points. Uh, they're playing a USC team I think has no motivation. Their coaching staff is looking for new jobs. This total is posted at 56. I don't see any coming anywhere near that. I, I think it's played in the, in the low 40s uh, in this football game. Arizona will come compete because they haven't won a game yet, and their defense competed against Washington last week and almost upset the Huskies, but they're going to have problems scoring against uh, the USC defense. So bet Arizona and Washington under the total. Kenny White Sports is up and running. Uh, got a lot of great information there, uh, some video, free videos, free written content. Uh, all you got to do is sign in as a user. Brian Blessing and I do an opening line report every Sunday night, 9 p.m. Pacific, midnight Eastern. We go over all the NFL games and which way we think the number is going to move. It's a fast-moving, fast-paced 30 minutes. We also have the PowerRatings.com where I produce the updated power ratings and projections for the four sports I'm working on right now, and I'll be adding college basketball. That's $19.99 a month. I think the best value in sports to get up the updated power ratings and projections on every game. Uh, for Great stuff from Kenny White. Check them out at KennyWhiteSports.com. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We're in the home stretch of Cover It with Teddy Covers. 
here on Sirius XM Channel 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network. Great info there from Kenny White, as always, one of my favorite guests to have on the show. He's a gentleman who absolutely knows his college sports, whether it's college football or college hoops. I hope to have him on again real soon. But I'd like to leave you guys every week with an opinion, a bettable opinion on a game for today. And this one comes today as an early start game. All right, noon on the East Coast, 9 a.m. here on the left coast. And let's talk a little Texas versus Baylor. And I'm not someone that necessarily is going to overly focus on trends. But boy, when you look at these two teams, when they face off against one another, eight straight unders between Texas and Baylor. Six of the eight, including each of the last three, have cashed by 18 points or more, so way under the total. These two teams play every year. The last four times they played, they haven't gotten to more than 45 points. And, of course, we're talking here about a total in the 60s, 61 and a half uh, as we speak. Don't know which way it's going to move between now and kickoff, but I wouldn't be surprised if it goes up. So we have a strong series history that favors the under every time. Again, eight straight unders, six of the eight have cashed under tickets by three scores, including each of the last three years. And when you look at the matchup, Dave Aranda is not getting into a shooting in a shootout with Steve Sarkeesian. No way. That's the last thing he wants to do. Baylor, all they want to do in this game is run the football, control the clock, and keep that Longhorn offense off the field. So not only is it the trends pointing in one direction and the series history pointing in one direction, but at least one of these two teams, and maybe the better of these two teams in terms of Baylor, has the capacity to control pace in this one. I see the Bears grinding it out on the ground, and I see another relatively low-scoring game between Texas and Baylor. This stays under the total. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. 